All right, welcome in. We have championship week in front of us now. Sunday, two big games to get to. Jock market edition here of the NFL Strategy Show. You know people are jacked up. Nobody more jacked up to be jock marketed up than Eric Lindquist. He's in the house here. Tyler is producing. <laughs> and you all out there hanging with us because you want to know exactly what to do and how to approach this slate here on Sunday on Jock Market. Attack it, not only pre-IPO as we have our projections up there free on Awesome, but also once the game begins, and that's why Linquist is here in the house. And also because we love Eric. That's oh. a big reason why you're here. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I like to be liked. Who doesn't? I'm, oh, I guess there's well, some I people I said who love. Hold on a second love. now. I said love, and you already back it up to like. Yeah, I'm needy. See? Let's be serious. I'm needy. Unbelievable. Also, shout out Awesomeo sweatshirt. This came in the mail this morning. I got the sweatshirt. I got a hat. Loffy just hooking us up here. I mean, look how, how fresh it? this thing is. Hold on a sec. How is it that I'm, I think, maybe 12 miles, like max 12 miles door to door from Loffy's house? He offered, he got us the same stuff. So I can't wait because I'm going to wear the hell out of this gear. I'm going to wear the hoodie and hat on TV locally here in Philly until they tell me I can't. How is it that you are 3,000 plus miles away and your stuff came before mine? I don't know. I'm cool. I, I okay. preferential so, treatment first class delivery. No, I have no idea. It I'm just sure. happened. I'm just sure it's randomly in contract. You negotiated this. Whenever there's gear being sent, Linquist has the right of first refusal. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Before we dive into this and start to attack player by player IPO and, and some prices that you like with our own projections up there, you Credit you. You were three of four last week, not only here on Jack Market. You called it on my Our Heart show in Philly. Like any, I'm sure everywhere and anyone who was listening to you, you had all four dogs. You were close to being four for four. Thankfully, my bank account evened it out on that last one that you were wrong in. But I got my ass kicked up and down. I should have listened to you. Do you see something similar this weekend? Let's look at how you look each games to play out. And then I think it's going to be easier for you to kind of plug and play where we can attack guys on jock market. I mean, I've been studying these for the last three days and I, I don't really see an edge to betting it. Um, I'm, I'm going to be steering clear of any kind of a betting. This is going to be a perfect jock market week. Um, I, I think that really live in-game trading, being able to take advantage of maybe some cheap IPO prices on certain players relative to others, I mean, look at Gabriel Davis. That was a guy that I talked about on last yeah. week's show. That came to fruition. Uh, again, Buffalo should have won that football game. I should have gone 4-0. But you know what's great is if you bet four money lines, you're getting plus money on everything. And I made I made bank this weekend. Almost hit a 38 to $100 ticket uh, had they finished that out. But I hedged a little bit. I, I put a nice little penny on Casey on the other side. So uh, just on the money line, had a little bit of a hedge there, but not nearly as much as it would have been. 38 to one there, but I'm, I'm focused on jock market. I'm focused on TFS. I think that this is going to be a glorious weekend to still be contrarian in that department. But in terms of finding live betting lines, there's just nothing that I see for value this week. All right. So let's look at that. If we're not going to live bet and we're just going to jump into this thing ahead of time. And again, live betting on jock market is a thing. It's not like yes. any other site where things are shut down. Once the slate locks, there's no lock on jock market it's do anything and everything you can so if you buy a ton of Mahomes shares heading into the two-minute warning and you see him throw for 350 yards then yep. congratulations to you all right so where do we begin here it, you know we're down to two games it's easier mm -hmm. for me in a larger slate to pinpoint a couple of guys here but this is your world man you begin you take us down the path that you want to travel 
So we have two games. We have four teams. We're going to be breaking this down. Last week, my favorite was Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup. And I said I wanted to be over the field on both of those guys specifically. Of course, the late night hammer was in out like a late night machete. It was it was uh, it was a little bit more severe than a hammer. Uh, it was incredible to watch. Uh, fortunately, I was very high on Gabriel Davis, both for DFS and for jock market. I hope that that worked out for everybody. He was your $25 winner. You were looking at a guy that was making you almost $20 on top of his going rate right hey. there. And uh, I will say also, because these games all happen on the same day, I don't think that there's going to be a huge edge to um, to kind of waiting and and having that second day. I said, we wanted to play through and let everything play out so you have more information. I don't think we're afforded that ability here this week. I think you really have to identify points of leverage and where you think the field's going to be. Patrick Mahomes, I'm just not willing to invest in like an $18, $19 guy unless you have a massive bankroll over on Jock Market. It's hard to get like nine, 10 shares of that guy and really find the ceiling of $25. I think he's your most likely guy next to Cooper Cup, one, two. Uh, but they're both in our in our projections going at $1783 and $1703 respectively there. Uh, that's just a little bit too expensive to go for the $25 spot. What I'm really looking to do is identify a game script where I think both of these teams just don't shoot out as much as we would expect. Okay. And I, I think because that first game has that 54 and a half total we're looking at in KC and Cincinnati, and it's expected to be high scoring. What does it look like if that total goes under? What what does that game script look like? And what does it look like also for this Ram San Francisco game? I think that that's really where I'm starting to look at guys like Eli Mitchell, who's at $10.04, where maybe that running game just gets going for San Francisco. They try to just, you know, slow it down the way that they they did against Dallas. That was my big proponent of why I like San Francisco in that game. They just completely, completely shut them down there. Uh, I think that I'm in tune also with guys like Van Jefferson on the bottom end. Uh, like they that. played them. So 83% of the time during the regular season, the, the, the uh, Los Angeles Rams I almost said St. Louis, that was messed up, but uh, the Los Angeles Rams have played 11 personnel, which means that you're looking at three wide receivers on the field quite a bit, no two tight end sets the way that most teams do. But 83% of the time, that was the most in the league this season. You're going to see an explosion game for the likes of a Van Jefferson, the likes of uh, a Odell Beckham again, the way that we saw against Dallas. I think that there's some massive upside with those guys. I think Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup, if they go nuts, so be it. There's not a huge ceiling on it. I'm going to target ceilings on jock market. All right. So uh, I'm interested because I agree with you, especially the strategy that you implement. If this thing, the first game goes under, I'm wholeheartedly in agreement too, without any resistance that that second game has a strong chance of going under. I'm, I'm on the under on that. The first game though, I, I think there may be another pathway and it's not super deep. It's not like I'm reinventing the wheel here, but if I'm looking at, still there being some points in this game, or at the very least, maybe not points, but yardage in the air, passing yardage, both quarterbacks throwing. Maybe it's field goals, maybe it's a turnover, what have you. It doesn't always have to transfer into 55-plus points. But if Stafford and Mahomes are throwing the football, the easy answer here is to get to Jamar Chase and to get uh-huh. to Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey and even Joe Mixon, I think become like the second option on both teams where the ball is still moving that you can still target. So I think your plan is great and I love it. It's sound as far as it's going to be an under and what does that look like? But what is an over or close to an over look like if it's not dominated by Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase? Because I would imagine Travis Kelsey is going to be pretty involved in that. And even Joe Mixon to a lesser extent. Yeah, 
I, I think Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, I think that they're both guys that you just want to be really sensitive to price. And this is this is kind of what I'm getting at. We have a fair value of 1183 on a guy like Travis Kelsey. We have a guy at Van Jefferson at $9.04. Now, those are their fair values. They're within $3 of each other. They will not be within $3 of each other in the pregame IPO phase. I can promise you, promise you that. They're going to have a larger discrepancy. I think Travis Kelsey is going to go for more expensive. I think you're going to have a guy like Van Jefferson go less expensive. So I, I think that all of those guys in a, in a game that shoots out, I think all three of those Kansas City guys, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey are viable. Byron Pringle, I talked a lot about on this show also last week where he's a solid wide receiver too, put up a very respectable game. Uh, you basically were profiting on him, no doubt about it, at his pregame IPO price. So Byron Pringle at 876, that's another guy you can get involved into the fray. But again, Van Jefferson is a wide receiver three, you know, less production than a guy like Higby. Cam Akers got a lot of carries here. I don't think he needs, sees 24 carries in this spot. You know, otherwise that that could end up being a, a problem. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm looking at some of these ancillary wide receiver values and and some of these guys that really could shoot out in a way where it takes one big play. And Van Jefferson is a home run hitter in the same way, not well, not in the same way that Jamar Chase is, because there's more consistency there with Chase. Definitely more of an explosive talent. But Van Jefferson is very, very good at football. It just so happens that he has Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, two extremely talented wide receivers alongside him here. It's going to be a big play, and he gets it done that kind of direction. That's why I'm thinking if he goes for less than that $9, which is what I'm expecting, I like going to him, even though we look at guys like Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hill. Like if they go $25, $20, and $18 in that kind of a right, you still have a huge ceiling for a Van Jefferson to finish fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and still be profiting. You don't have that on Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Do you have that with Odell and Jarek McKinnon? So interesting. Like Jarek McKinnon is, is a big question mark. So CEH got mixed in. He played 30% of the snaps here. And, you know, I think in a, in a positive game script, let's, let's not forget Kansas city was behind pretty much that entire, that entire game at some point in time, they, they were in comeback, uh, come from behind mode all the way until like the two minute warning. And Jarek McKinnon saw us, I think some extra workload as a result. People want to talk about quote unquote explosive for guys like him and Cam Akers. And, you know, I think Cam Akers is kind of a made man there in, uh, with, with sure. Sean McVay. So, like, at least I can see some security in his workload. He fumbled twice, two very costly fumbles. And, you know, I don't know what the other side of that looks like. Obviously, he was still on the field to close out that game. But um, I'm looking at getting away from a guy like Cam Akers. I said I, I'm just going to kind of be in trouble with that. I think I'm also looking at getting away from Jarek McKinnon. 994, I think people are just assuming he's going to be the automatic guy who gets the most work. I'm not sold on that. I think CEH is, you know, this is his first game back in a couple of weeks. I think he's going to start seeing more carries. I think in a positive game script, which they are touchdown favorites at home, I think CEH gets the bulk of the carries. So I'm more inclined to go to in the pregame IPO phase in undervalued, undervalued CEH, where, you know, maybe he doesn't get all the goal line work. They've shown that they want to use McKinnon in some of these sets coming out yeah. of the backfield and catching passes, you know, but CEH, if they're on the one or two yard line, I got to be thinking CH is going to be in there first and goal in those kind of situations. So I like him as a, a better value than what Jarek McKinnon would be, even though Jarek McKinnon probably the, the guy with more upside. 
Well, especially in the passing game, because we saw that even with Edwards Hilaire mixed into that. Mahomes was definitely aware, if not hitting McKinnon there. So maybe that's where McKinnon's value has a little bit more in this conversation as opposed to it just being that. Because I'm with you. I don't anticipate McKinnon to outcarry Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but I also don't want to rely on the running game here for the Chiefs, because even that, even being up by seven or 10 or 14 points, doesn't immediately mean that Andy returns to the running game to run some clock out. These dudes would throw up by 30. So that's kind of where I was looking at with McKinnon, Eric, was, yeah, I don't anticipate him to outcarry or even be close to the carries, but three, four receptions for 40 yards, which is, you know, a ceiling. I get that. That may mitigate the loss that you don't get from the carries. But then we go back to the goal line, which you laid out, where it's all moot if Edwards-Alaire has, you know, two touchdowns or three carries on the goal line and McKinnon is even on the field. Yeah, I, I really have nothing else to add. I mean, okay. I, I think, yeah, I mean, you're you're spot on with that. I mean, it's it's just simply identifying what you expect that game flow to be here. And Jarek McKinnon, I think, Again, I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't have the most upside. He absolutely does here, I think, in this spot. But um, CEH, undervalued. A touchdown is going to be very valuable here. But as you're saying, like PPR, that's going to be something on jock market that's really going to also help Jarek McKinnon's floor. So Beckham is interesting here because we have two big scripts or, or game flows, if you will, where it, it can be Cooper Cup just does whatever Cooper Cup wants. And we've seen that throughout the year. <laughs> Or it can be the Cooper Cup-less game where maybe San Fran is successful in slowing him down, shutting him down. I feel like either way, and look, Van Jefferson is a hell of a play because of the value that you laid out and what we can get back with it. So I'm not saying either or here with Van versus ODB, but what I, I think is interesting with Beckham is that he may be the lone guy on the field that no matter what's happening with Cooper Cup, he can still have a pretty big impact on this game, including scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I think that Odell definitely makes some sense. The Cup runneth over. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. I don't think you can necessarily shut him down. I mean, he had a floor game with a 61 yards and a touchdown. Still put up 17.1 on jock market the other day uh, in, in that first wild card weekend. Now you're seeing the kind of upside that can exist. I, I, 183 and a touchdown, that's more of the wheelhouse. I mean, we're going to see a lot of targets going his way. I, I do think San Francisco tries to slow this game down quite a bit. There's a 46 total. I think that's about appropriate. I don't know what Jimmy G's arm and shoulder look like, but it hasn't been good so far. Uh, I think he made some really good throws against Green Bay. I went back and watched that game here yesterday just you know, because it's fun, less, less that less analysis, more of just like, oh, I remember the time when I hit the San Francisco money line for plus 200. But um, I, I think that we are looking at Eli Mitchell, Debo Samuel, so long as I think Debo's practicing, that's a really, really good sign for them uh, to be able to start him and running back and just call it, call it a day there. You know, in the event that that get becomes a negative game script, they should be moving him out to wide receiver and be set to go. But Odell Beckham, I'm with you. I think he really stands out as a fantastic option. I'm just worried that name recognition is going to boost him up a little bit on jock market. We've seen more upside from him. We have Van Jefferson literally 46 cents behind Odell. I'm just yeah. trying to predict what I expect the prices to be. I don't know yet. We won't know until you know noon out here on the West Coast before that first game on Sunday. And I just expect Van Jefferson to be more than 50 cents apart from Odell Beckham. So if I'm assuming Odell's going to go for 10 bucks, I'm going to be shying away. 
And I'm expecting Van Jefferson to come in well below that $9 number. That's why I'm assuming he's going to be one of my favorite fair values to get on this slate. All right. So in the vein of Van, if you will, we have a couple of guys that we may be able to target here that are not going to be either household names or a rush for the public Mm -hmm. to attack from the IPO. Byron Pringle has a touchdown in three straight Chiefs homes get home games and Jawan Jennings could sneak out there and have yeah. four touchdowns like Gabriel Davis. And you would be like, see, I told you on the jock market strategy show on Thursday. So <laughs> let's, let's look at these two guys, because I think from a betting standpoint, absolutely. I love the idea of targeting Pringle and, and even Jennings to a lesser extent because of all of the focus on the household names for the Niners. So let's look at these two guys. If you can, Eric. So here we go. Jawan Jennings. This is this is my big San Francisco take. So I like Eli Mitchell regardless of Trent Williams' status. In the event that you do not have Trent Williams, the best tackle in football, period, end of story, not debatable. I think he's going to do everything to suit up, but I'm paying very, very close attention to this news. He is PFF's number one graded player, period, period. Best player in football, Trent Williams. If he is not in there at left tackle, there's going to be no time for Jimmy Garoppolo. They have tried to make shift and make it work in spots where Trent Williams was missing snaps. We saw how ineffective they were. It was zero degrees in Lambeau. I don't want to go completely nuts, but even against the Cowboys, we saw some issues. Juwan Jennings was a really great third down safety valve for Jimmy Garoppolo throughout that Cowboys game. Less so, nobody was really a safety valve or could hold on to the freaking football in Green Bay. So uh, it's tough to look at that. But what I... I I just think Trent Williams' status is probably the biggest question mark we have from an injury perspective for the entire weekend. I know Whitworth is also questionable, another great tackle from the Rams on the other side, but I am more, they've been able to kind of do more with less. If you're missing Trent Williams, I I think Eli Mitchell, obviously a slight downgrade because I mean, obviously he's going to get the carries regardless. Um, You know, you're going to be running it to the right side a bunch, but like Trent Williams, He matters so much to give Jimmy Garoppolo time. He's the most important player to this 49ers offense, including Samuel, including whomever else you want to bring up there. Uh, If he is out or if he is limited in any capacity, it's going to be hard for me to want to go to anything outside of George Kittle. That's going to be kind of the quick out and out uh, passing routes. You look at the the route tree on next gen stats over on NFL.com. One of my favorite things to do just to get an idea of some of these route trees that we're getting for certain players. And George Kittle, I think, is kind of immune to the game script, immune to that yeah. situation. But Juwan Jennings and specifically Brandon Ayuk, they are massively, massively hurt by the by the absence of a Trent Williams where there just won't be as much time for Jimmy Garoppolo back there. So hit that thumbs up button, please, if you haven't already. We have this promo code. It's awesome. Awesome. O is the code and we'll match your first deposit up to $50. You can get right in and use our free projections on site on Osimo. So it's all connected here. It's all working together. And the end result, of course, is that you make some money. Quarterbacks, you mentioned Mahomes a little bit in the start. And let's start at the bottom. Jimmy Blue Shoes. I don't know if that's what you know they call him there in the locker room. Jimmy Blue Shoes Garoppolo. I actually uh, got a pair of my own that I'm going to wear. Let's see those. Let's see those beauties. These are Jimmy Garoppolo's. These are sponsored shoes. They actually have the old. Remember the old signature they used to get like on the old school kicks or the mitt. Your, your, your mitt would have a signature, right? Whoever your favorite baseball, Paul Molitor or somebody for you, I'm sure. Right? Hey, Paul Molitor, let's go. <laughs> Except for he was a terrible manager for us, but still. Well, yeah, you're a little younger than me, so you, that's what you would refer to. But this, <laughs> the Jimmy Garoppolo Blue Shoes special, 
not to be confused with the Kmart blue light yeah, special. Yeah. Are you rolling with Garoppolo? No, uh, George Brett. That would be another great if we wanted to fire up some blue shoes. Little little lunaticy, but you know, <laughs> I I'm still here for it. Uh, we could do a baseball jock market show hopefully in two months. My God, let's keep those fingers crossed. But uh, J- Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to be a, a pass for me altogether. You might be able to live live get some shares. Uh, a quarterback is never a bad deal, um, but it matters so much that he has a clean pocket. 102 passer rating with a clean pocket, 74.8 under pressure. It's lowest on the out of the four quarterbacks remaining. Not that that should be surprising when the grouping is Matt Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow who uh, have been very serviceable this season. And Garoppolo, serviceable at times, but he needs that time in the pocket. Another reason to be paying attention to Williams' status. Uh, Poppy Rax, I didn't even see that you brought that up uh, in the chat, but appreciate oh, you uh, interacting and, and chatting a little bit here with us. But uh, I, I can't really go to it. Looking at our projections page, I, I think that a guy like Jimmy G, 1169, he might come in cheaper than that. You might be able to snag a share or two. But I'm not looking at making him any kind of a premium investment in DFS, in chalk market, or in anything. It would really take, I mean, at least we're going from, from Lambeau, where it's zero degrees, wind chill, and, and just a joke out there, to a stadium, uh, to Los Angeles. Going to be nice, just throwing it out there. So Jimmy G, I think, maybe service, more serviceable than we've seen, but so hard for me to envision him having a three touchdown game to really express the upside you would need for him to get there in jock market. He's definitely not adding anything with his legs, you know, outside of a QB sneak touchdown, which just seems so unlikely when you have the likes of Debo and Eli Mitchell, Travis Kelsey, who might be a guy that, you know, not that they're going to hand it off to him, but somebody that might get some kind of trickeration. I I just don't see it here. All right. Anybody you want to hit on our way out, clean the board, my friend. All right. So, I think CEH is definitely the lowest value guy. Uh, I think he's being very undervalued. Uh, and again, our projections have him at 767. Maybe he goes over that number. I don't know how the public's going to perceive him. If he's above like $8, I really have no interest. But below an $8 threshold, I do think that we're going to see more work for him, more than the 30% of snaps we saw. Again, they were playing from behind. And that's that's something to really keep in mind with these games. Game script. Uh, we're predicting, you know, the, the Kansas City Cincinnati game to really shoot out. We're expecting some lower scoring here from San Francisco and from L.A. But I think that there's some value to be had with a guy like CEH where he just slows that game down a little bit. Uh, Byron Pringle, I still love him as a wide receiver, too, here from this. I mean, as Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback and he's been underappreciated. He's definitely the third option. But being the third option on Kansas City is like being the top option on pretty much half the teams in the NFL. So I, I feel pretty good with him. And the last guy, I, maybe this is just a Van Jefferson show, but there's a big game coming for him sooner rather than later. I think it's here. Um, if you made me pick two sides, I definitely feel comfortable taking Kansas City. Uh, I would probably just put the Kansas City and Rams money lines together and you can maybe have that be your weekend play. But uh, on jock market for this weekend, love Higby uh, into the mix. Van Jefferson, look for some of those cheaper values because I think there could be some upside aside from the big marquee names this weekend. Awesome stuff. Appreciate everybody hanging with us again. That promo code up there. Use it. Awesome. And we'll match your first deposit up to $50. We'll see what happens moving into the Super Bowl following this weekend. As always, make sure you thank Eric Lindquist either here or on Twitter. Thanks to Tyler, either here, Twitter, the chat, where have you. And enjoy the rest of your week.